The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, guys. Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. Catherine Nadell is the author retired Army colonel, nurse, psychic medium, and clairvoyant. She served in the United States Army Reserve for 30 years and for more than three decades continues to serve as a registered nurse. Catherine's gifts of spirit communication have been with her since she was a little girl. She's an ordained minister and our Lord and Lady of the Trinacian Church in Salem, Massachusetts, trained at the Arthur Findlay School in Stansted, England. Additionally, she is a certified medium with the Forever Family Foundation, recently featured in the Netflix series Surviving Death. Catherine, you do a great job. Welcome to the program. Thank you, George. It's a pleasure to be on your show. I'm a big fan for many years. How have you been? I'm very good. How are you? Good. I was in the Navy uh, for some time and uh, did not spend as much time as you did in the, in your service at the United States Army. 30 years is a long time. I know. I was lucky to do that much time, but thank you for your service. What rank did you finally achieve? Um, Colonel, full bird. Good for you. I, I made full lieutenant in the Navy, which is like captain in the Army. But uh, Yes. It's, it's, yeah. it's a great base. How did you get involved in psychic information? So my first book, Sing More Than Clouds in Your Coffee, uh, describes exactly kind of the moment that I realized that I was different than the other kids. I was uh, fishing with my dad, and one day he said, we're not going to go fishing. I'm going to teach you how to go crabbing. And he took me out to this dock, and there was all these little boys on the dock, and I was the only girl And he said, we're going to drop the net in. And he said, and don't pick up the rope. My dad was a tall man. He was like 6'2", and kind of stern at times. And he wandered off to see what the boys were fishing. And I heard, pick it up, pick it up. And it was getting louder. So I reached down, and I started to pull the rope up. And my dad turned around, and he started doing his kind of quick march back to me, saying, what are you doing? And I pulled you know, the net out of the water, and there was the biggest blue crab on the dock that day, and the little boys came running over, and they were like, oh, my gosh, you know, and uh, my father was like, how did you know that? And kind of, like, looked at me, 
And uh, then as I started to get a little bit older, I started having very visual dreams um, that were sometimes depicting things that were going to happen to people. And my father, being a very strict Roman Catholic, he kind of told me, like, don't share this information with people, do not entertain this. He shut it down very quickly. So, but that was the actual pivotal moment that I knew that that voice that I was hearing, I needed to listen to it and pay attention to it. Now, this program, of course, Coast to Coast, has connected you with a lot of people. Tell us about that. Yes. Um, so it's amazing. My dad, um, in his older years, he would stay up late at night and he would listen to your program. And he knew I was going up and down to Salem every Halloween to work with Christian Day and Lori Burnow. And he would fill me in as, you know, on all the interviews that you did with them. And uh, he was very fascinated with UFOs and the paranormal. So I talk about that in my book. But it's interesting because during my military career, because of my rank, I had to travel in the Army Reserve to get certain positions because of my rank. So they told me I'd have to go up to Newport, Rhode Island. And every time I went there, I had to pay for my own lodging. So I contacted a bed and breakfast, and I got to talking to the owner. And uh, I told her, you know, do you do military rate? And I started to tell her who I was and that I had just had this book out. And she told me she was a UFO researcher and that she really uh, was very fascinated with all of the work. And we started talking about your show, and she gave me a military discount, and I stayed with her for many, many years while I was um, working there at that unit. And then most recently, which was probably like the beginning of last summer, I um, was sleeping and I listened to Coast to Coast kind of like on rewind kind of a thing. Your older episodes, I just let them play. And in the middle of the night, I woke up and I kept hearing my name. And I leaped up and I turned the light on and I started looking at the name of the episode and it was Dr. Lori Nadell. That's right. And I, I thought I, you were related to her or something. Yeah, no. I jotted it down, and I said, okay, i got to look her up in the morning. And I looked her up, and I thought, wow, she's really fascinating. And uh, I sent her an email, and I didn't think she was going to contact me so quickly. And she, she did contact me by email, and then we got to talking on the phone. And I told her that over the past two years, I've been struggling because... From being in Iraq, I was diagnosed with the exposure injury, which is now known as burn pit, so that I have trouble sleeping sometimes and that, you know, and she said that she could help me. You know, she could teach me how to do meditations. And so we we had this fast kind of friendship, um, you know, talking over Zoom and, you know, and she was really interested in my work because her first book was called Sixth Sense. And uh, that was before a lot of new age stores were open you know, 30, 30-plus 30 years ago, and even New Age sections in, you know, in stores and in libraries didn't really exist. So she's probably one of the pioneers on talking about a lot of this stuff. So um, so she's just wonderful. You already know that, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. How did you end up highlighting the other side? How did that happen for you? So it's interesting because um, a lot of my dreams were so vivid um, towards the end of my teens, you know, my family would have espresso coffee, and my friends, when we were in college, we'd go down to the Bronx and have, you know, Italian coffee, and 
I started to look in the cups, and I was like, oh, I could do a reading out of this. You know, so my friends in college, I went to Mercy College for my bachelor's degree, and they were really fascinated by it. They were like, oh, wow, you know, tell us more. And all of a sudden, you know, the waitress was coming over, and people started asking to do it. And then, you know, I started to say, okay, well, I can do this. So then, you know, we'd go for... Turkish food, and we'd have Turkish coffee, and we'd go to a Greek restaurant, and then there's Greek coffee, and and it was all different. You know, all the different sure. coffees provide different kind of images in the cups and different consistencies. My grandmother used to read the leaves left in the coffee cups. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, that's very similar. The coffee, though, really sometimes has some dramatic images, you know, and for some people, they're afraid to get a reading. For some people, for you to tell them just something that's coming out of your mind kind of, you know, startles people. But if they can see an image and they can put the pieces together like a story, they kind of they get ignited into a conversation about it or they tell me what they think they see. So it's really kind of been good in a way. And then I went to Iraq. And when I was in Iraq, it was very dangerous there. It was 2004 to 2005. With the Army? With the army, yeah, and it was um, we were getting bombed like on a daily basis over there, and uh, there was a lot of uh, you know they were you know RPGs and all different sorts of weaponry that was happening while we were there, and so my battle buddy said, you know, hey, if you if we get out of here, you know, you go home, you have to share this gift with people because. It's just too, you know, it's uncanny. Like the work that you do really should be shared with other people to help them. And I promised her, and uh, she's from Rhode Island. And uh, I came home, and very shortly after being home, uh, one of the women in Westchester County that was running Psychic Bears, she contacted me and said, could you bring your coffee maker And I said, my espresso coffee maker? And she said, yeah, we're having the psychic fair. And I said, no one's going to drink that. She said, just bring it. She says, it'll it'll be fun. It'll be a novelty. And I said, well, I I have cups. Like, I use China cups. And she said, oh, yeah, maybe one or two people will do it. And I I couldn't believe that day. I was running back and forth trying to wash all these cups. I had a long line. And it was because you don't see it very often. And a lot of the women online started to tell me something that I didn't realize is that in certain cultures, they don't want the coffee read by someone in their own culture. So they feel it's a superstition. So they they were very eager to get a coffee cup done with me. They want an outsider to do it, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, it was really interesting. And then, you know, from doing those readings... You know, it's I tell people I see more than the cup. You know, I see beyond the cup. And I would start talking to someone and say, are you open to hearing from, you know, the afterlife, those that are passed on in your family and friends? And they would say yes. And everything that I was saying they said was correct. So, you know, I started getting a lot of feedback. And I was, you know, talking to my dad, and my dad was like, strict Roman Catholic again and again and again, and he said, uh, you know, I don't want you ever to be called a charlatan. And uh, mm. I talk about it very a lot in my book, but there's a big piece of that conversation in the book with my dad because he really felt strongly about that. He was a big fan of Houdini, and uh, Houdini was, you know, on a journey, you know, to well, debunk. He was, he was and on a mission, out. wasn't he? Yeah, sure, yeah. 
amazing. And my dad worked at the Reader's Digest magazine. And in 1981, they published an article about Houdini. And I didn't realize that. My dad started to tell me all these facts about Houdini and Houdini's life. And I had no idea that he followed him so much, you know. So my dad said, like, is there any way you could be tested? And I said that I had heard about Arthur Finley. And my dad said, well, if you can go, you should go. Because you should really know if they think you can do this, not just you know, people in Westchester that are at a psychic fair. So I went over to Arthur Finlay, and I worked with the British tutor, Simone Key, and uh, she validated it. She, I actually was in the, the smallest class, nine students, and I thought, geez, I'm just a beginner. It turned out it was the top class. And I came home, and I said, Dad, they said that I can do this. And I became friends with Suzanne Northrup. I'm sure you know her very mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's one of the pioneers. She goes back many, many years ago. And she was doing a workshop at Omega. And in going to her workshop, she told me that she was certified through the Forever Family Foundation. And she encouraged me to try, you know, to be certified there. And they're very strict. They have very high standards. Um, and it, it's it's a wonderful organization. And it was started by Bob and Fran Ginsburg after their daughter passed away. In the recent history of documentary filmmaking, one scene stands out above all. The hot mic bathroom confession of Robert Durst in The Jinx. Now the person responsible for that moment, Sereb Kaufman, stepson of the victim, friend of the murderer, star of the documentary, for the first time ever, shares why he believes you're watching the furthest thing from the truth on this exclusive episode of Murder Homes. Listen to Murder Homes on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
the book you have, and, and she danced by the light of the moon. You got a little. Yeah. You got cats all around you. How come? I know it's amazing. I know. So I got certified by Forever Family, and they were just recently, like you said, uh, featured in a Netflix special. Why cats all around you? So cats are very, um, very healing. Um, they're my favorite pet. I've had a few pets in my life. My current pet, she's very popular on social media. Her name is Meg Ryan. I got her during COVID. She was her from name, a shelter. Her name is Meg Ryan? Meg Ryan. I know. I got her through a shelter because some family during COVID dropped her off. And it turns out they dropped her off because she wasn't well. She has a chronic illness. She has um, some, you know, she has chronic pancreatitis for a cat. It's um, sometimes common in older cats, and um, so I took her, and I made, I made her well, and I continue to make her well every day, but cats are very healing. Um, my best friend, Cookie, um, she was living in Connecticut, and she and I dedicated ourselves to help her mother during hospice care, and the cat kept running in the room and sitting underneath the hospice bed. And, uh, you know, a few hours before her mom's condition was changing, um, the cat left the room. And that's when the family knew that it was probably coming closer to that time. And uh, another wonderful story about how intuitive cats are is my cousin Tommy. He was um, a patient at the New Jersey VA, and he was going back and forth and getting radiation treatment. And he would come home and lay on his couch and he'd call me on the phone. And one day he'd call me, he called me on the phone and said, I can't believe it. He goes, I thought it was just, you know, like a fluke, he said. But every time I lay on this couch after radiation, the cat climbs up and lays right on where they give me radiation. And that was like one of my last great conversations with him because he used to always tease me and say, oh, yeah, okay, what do you see now, Kath? You know, he was like a healthy skeptic, you know. So cats really are very intuitive. Um, there's a long history of cats, as you know, um, with, you know... They can kind of, see the other side, can't they? They can. I know. They're amazing. And uh, my cat is really amazing. So I wanted to incorporate them on this particular cover. The cover, the artwork was done by um, Squidino, and he's actually a very well-known artist in the music business. He designs uh, a lot of work for Metallica and Paul Stanley, I mean, uh, Paul McCartney, excuse me. And um, he asked me, what do you want for your cover? And I said, well, I, I would like to be dancing with the cats. And then he said, what do you want for the back? The back is and weird, I, by the way. Did you see the back? It's yes. amazing. It's got an eyeball floating around. It's got tar yeah, I tar know. tarot so cards. I, yeah, so I said... Everything that I've said in my life that I would do should come out of my mouth like wisping in a cloud. And it is tarot cards and uh, the coffee cup readings and writing book and the intuitive eye and even the military. There's um, a soldier with a, a helmet US and a rifle. With an automatic rifle up there. Yeah. Well, there's dog tags floating in the air. Yes. See? Yeah, every time you look at it, you see something even with, more cool. With your name on the dog tags. Yes, yeah, so much detail. I know. He really he took a lot of time on it. And uh, Well, what is the other dog. side? What are you convinced of on the other side? So um, through all of my readings, um, 
And it's very interesting. I just did a live event recently with Dr. Nadell and another medium, Connie Fasula, from um, Forever Family. We did a live event in Florida. And I recently spoke about this because there was members in the audience that had asked that same question. And when we connect, we connect through evidence. So they, they explain, you know, who they were, kind of how their life was, they validate kind of their passing, and in sometimes remarkable detail. Um, and a lot of it is giving messages about things that are happening now in current time. And that piece to me is so important as a medium because it relays the information that our loved ones are not sitting around in an unknown space, but they still have vision on how our lives are going and how we're doing, and they know that we miss them. And so many messages come through with things that they wouldn't have known about, like a baby that's born that, you know, when they passed, the couple wasn't pregnant yet, and big events that happen in a family. But also, they'll be very specific, George, and they'll say, someone passed recently, or that person passed before me, or this person met me on the other side. And it's interesting when I relay the information to the families because they do validate that. And they do say, my mom was, you know, my mom passed before my dad. You know, they validate that piece. And sometimes they'll give me like, because I'm clairvoyant, they'll stretch. It looks like they're taking like a piece of gum and stretching it out for me. And it means that there's a long period of time between the mother and the father's passing. And for me, that's a decade or more. And I did a, a, a reading about a week or two ago when that was actually shown, and they validated that was true. And it was actually like 15 years between the person's mother and father passing. And uh, that's kind of detailed in, in, in a way, but it's also important because in that span of time between the two parents passing, a lot happened in the family. A lot of changes happened in the family that somehow impacted the person I was reading, you know, life now. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, guys. Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies 
Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.